Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Pigskin Panel. We are back with our weekly episode, and today I'm super excited because it is our mock draft day. The boys are in town, just like the song, the boys are back in town. Uh, but as always, I have my co-host with me, my brothers, Mr. Mikey Sharp on the bottom of me, Mike Sharp 11. We have to the right of him. Mr. Cody McGuire, the Flock Gang, and then representing the sunny state of Florida down in Miami, we have my man Joel Braga, Jay Braggs, 35. How's it going today, fellas? How are you guys feeling? Ready to move. Love it, love it, love it. And before we go on again, we always like to address our fans in the comment section, our fans giving us support throughout the time that we've been a podcast. So I definitely want to make sure we give you guys your shout outs. We love and appreciate every single one of you always hopping on, giving us some love, some shares and everything like that. We got my man, Brandon DeLima saying, looking dapper, sir. Well, thank you, Mr. DeLima. It's draft day, baby. GM Lavi is in the place to be. For those who are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, your boy AJ is rocking a nice little blazer with a little V-neck shirt. I'm ready to do some big drafting today. Uh, But yeah. For all those that are just joining us for the first time, we are the Pigskin Panel. We're four best friends here that just love the game of football. And instead of just kind of having our conversations between closed doors, we want to open it up to everybody out there just to hear how we talk about football, maybe the debates that we have. Um, you know, through our friends group here, we know kind of the debates that my man Cody McGuire and Joe Braggett gets about some players in the NFL. We'll leave those undiscussed. But uh, you guys will basically hear them in the season. Um, it's good conversation. It's good banter. And we just want to make sure that we open it out to all of our football fans out there watching. So if you're definitely a football fan, you definitely want to hit subscribe. You don't want to want to miss any of our episodes. If you're a podcast listener, you definitely want to hit us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure you download our podcast at the Pigskin Panel. Of course, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, of course, YouTube platform here, and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, especially because we want to get some more interaction with our fans. So definitely hit us up on spot, uh, on Twitter more specifically. I know Cody, he uh, mans that account. So definitely interact with him, talk some shit about his Ravens. Uh, you'll get under <laughs> his skin a little bit there too as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, always again, just relay um, a little bit about yourself there for, again, for our new listeners. So, we, again, we start off with Sharpie. Wait, what would you say? Um, just for our new listeners that might be just tuning in for the first time, just a little bit more about yourself. Just a quick okay. little, who are you, your favorite team, and then we move on to Cody and then Joel. My, my bad. I was just in, in the aura of your introduction there. I, I got distracted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for any uh, new listeners out there uh, – I'm, I like to say I'm a pretty realistic uh, Cowboys fan. Um, not many out there, not enough out there. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, love football, love talking about football, and always love the old debate, the odd time. So stay tuned. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, Mike, if, if for all you guys are showing, he likes to drink a little beverages now and then, too, on the show. Uh, Mike, what are, you, what are you drinking today for the fans? Uh, today we're supporting like real local. We got uh, we got homecoming from Powerhouse, which is a London brewery, not six point eight. So uh, <laughs> any of the uh, listeners last time, don't worry, it won't be that uh, bad. If you missed last time, what Mike is talking about, check it out right here. Tonight, tonight we're hitting her hard. We're hitting her hard with a little bit of juice caboose. And if you okay. get on the percentage. 
Yikes. Yeah, there's going to be some nonsense. <laughs> there's going to be some absolute nonsense. Be some absolute nonsense. One hour later. This legendary running back is known for his dominating Smash Mouth run game and is currently now more known in today's era by his award, which is given to the NFL player that gives back to the community through volunteer and charity work. Who is this running back? Boom, questions up. Boom and Damn it. the bus. Oh, the bus. Oh brother, this guy stinks. What? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant he I thought you meant he won the award. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> oh man, Sharpie, that is some good. <laughs> Just got to bring it up every episode. Yeah, yeah. The bus. That is just, that is not my proudest moment. I'll say that. So, wow. So, so now you understand our, our inside joke of 6.8. So definitely we have to make sure that Mike is under that limit. Uh, what a hilarious episode. Yeah. If you do want to check out that episode, definitely recheck our episode about um, about Sam Darnold getting traded to the Panthers. It's called Sam Darnold. Or don't. I mean, or don't season. if you really don't want to. <laughs> um, it was a great episode. We are, uh, And that part of our segment is uh, one of our uh, trivial games called Guess, Guess That. And then that was our running back edition. So definitely go check out that on the last podcast episode there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely interested to see maybe some some crazy picks comes from uh, Mike and our, and our mock draft coming up pretty soon here. But, uh Cody, man, uh, give, give the fans a little bit about yourself, man. Before we move on from Sharp, I think we got to at least give him some credit in the fact that he, somehow he did win the trivia yes. game. <laughs> but, <Yes. yeah. laughs> so, yeah, definitely tune into that. But, yeah, I'm a Ravens fan. Uh, my name's Cody. Big Lamar Jackson guy. Uh, you guys know that. You'll find that out as the show continues. And uh, go Ravens. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Flock gang in the building. And then my man, Mr. Joe Braga, representing the sunny shine state of Florida and Miami. L- let the fans a little know about yourself, man. Uh, my name is Joel. Uh, big Dolphins fan ever since I was young. Uh, looking forward to the two a years. Hopeful, hopeful two a years. Um, yeah, just just kicking it, watching football every Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, me and these guys have been chatting football for so long that uh, we just decided to toss her up on an old potty. <laughs> Love it. And potty as P-O-D-D-Y, not P-O-T-T-Y, just for anybody yeah. that's <laughs> – <laughs> But uh, before we move on to the mock draft, um, you know, you get a little bit of us. I guess – for me, uh, for all our fans here, my name is AJ Lavender. Uh, we're all actually from uh, London, Ontario. Um, I'm actually now moved to the States, but my favorite team is the Denver Broncos. Uh, born and raised a Bronco fan. Uh, mile high salute to everybody that's there. You know, Terrell Davis. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, just one of those things, you know, just love the team, fell in love with the team, and uh, hopefully we can get back onto the winning ways that our, our his- historic – franchise is known to be but um now going into before we go into the, the the whole mock draft that we have planned up for tonight um so breaking news did happen in the nfl that definitely we have to take coverage of um a great player a great career um uh, for anybody that's a new england patriots fan julian edelman um has announced that he has retired from the nfl um after failing his physical and you know i just want to kind of just go around 
um, and, and get your gut reaction on it. Um, did you were you guys expecting this? Were you expecting him now to come back? Or I know it's you know passing his physical with this whole PED situation that's happening. Um, could that have been a and contest to that too as well? Um, I just know that you know he was a great player. Um, and there would be another question that after I want to get everybody's gut reaction. What I want to ask you after. But um, yeah, Mike, man, uh, well, what's your gut reaction on this whole Julian Edelman retirement? Um, I think it was kind of like writing on the wall, like. I feel like they expected this to happen and I don't want to say they forced them into it, but they probably said like, I mean, if you're thinking about it, we're kind of, you know, we're going to give you a little push that way too, because I mean, he's had some really injury plagued years the last few years and then he's, he's done what he needed to do. He's had a good career. I mean, if, if it's going to be health related at this point, just hang him up, you know, like NFL is not a, not an easy sport to have a long career in. So if you think you've done what you could and now's the time, then now's the time and good on them. 100%. 100%. Cody, man, what, what do you think about it? Yeah, if he can't continue, like if he doesn't want to play at the level that he knows he can play at, guy's got three Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP. There's not really much reason to keep playing, right? If you can't do it at a at a high level, especially somebody as competitive as Julian Edelman, too. We've seen some of the stuff he's done over the years, and he likes to win, right? So, especially, and that's the other thing too. If the Patriots aren't going in a direction that he thinks that they can actually win, he's so competitive that he probably maybe doesn't even want to continue if he knows he can't contribute on a non-competitive team. So, it makes sense for him to retire. And we saw what happened with Gronk. So who knows? Maybe he could even come back, but probably not. And he had a he had a great career either way. So, one hundred percent. And that's what a lot of people say. You know, he like Julian Edelman's a football player. You know what I mean? Like he came in being a college quarterback, getting drafted in the seventh round, playing cornerback, punt return now, and then didn't transition to wide receiver. So you know, he he's just not um, just your normal run in the mill wide receiver, man. This this guy's a football player. He you know he loves being on the field uh, no matter what. Um, but yeah, Joel, what do you think, man? Yeah, what a heck of a football player he is. That's absolute facts. Um, I figured maybe that it had the potential of that happening with them getting um, Nelson Aguilar and Bourne. That maybe that wide receiver room was getting a little bit, a little bit thicker than what you'd imagine. Uh, Patriots usually don't spend money in free agency, uh, especially on key positions like wide receiver. You don't see it too often. So that alone maybe that this the writing was on the wall like sharp said um uh gronkowski said today that there's a 69 percent chance that he could be a tampa bay buccaneer so uh, <laughs> well, of course Gronk had to say that of course <laughs> so you never you never know right maybe he uh gets healthy enough to to pass a physical maybe you know week seven week eight week nine somewhere around there maybe and he signs a, a like a one-year two million dollar deal with the tampa bay buccaneers you never know yeah and, and that's the one thing that that has to be because that's something that's really interesting that i saw is that because he got released because of a failed physical he's actually eligible to obtain like a, a, a medical contract where he is guaranteed two million dollars for sitting out and not playing Mm-hmm. So yeah. if he does have to come back, it'd be like either it's in a prime position, like you said, it's week eight where he knows that, you know, Tampa Bay is going into maybe um, a bye week type of thing going into the playoffs where it might look pretty to, you know, join a team like that uh, because, you know, just to play and, you know, maybe get re-injured if, you know, if that's something that, you know, just for 
just the heck of it, right? But again, who knows? You know, Tom Brady, Gronk, and Edelman, you know, or as if you watch the podcast before, Edelman um, is really close together. <laughs> uh, so that, that trio is uh, definitely something that. Uh, <laughs> also, that a sharp moment. So, yeah, yeah. Get out of here I, with I that. See, I was going to say his name, Cody. Like, you know, okay. <laughs> just throw him on the bus. <laughs> yeah, what do you got to do? It's definitely going to be at the bus. Oh, God, my bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now the bigger question is, and I'll start off by saying there's not a shot in hell, uh, but there is analysts, there are some people like Colin Coward that are protesting that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry, man, no. Like this, yeah. this is my gripe by it, man. And, and this, I don't know if is this the way media is and the way Twitter is, but you can have a great career, a good, great career, and not make it to Canton, and that's all right. You know, not everybody is destined for the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame for a reason. Like, yeah, he's had. You know, he might end up in the Hall of Fame for probably one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history. You know, with the whole Atlanta Falcons, him catching it between two people's legs or whatever the hell it was. Um, so he might get in the Hall of Fame for something like that. Um, but 100% he is, you know, a Patriot Hall of Fame, Ring of Fame, hands down, probably a first ballot Ring of Famer for that. But, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, these players such as uh, guys like Julian Edelman always getting these nods by the media saying these are the Hall of Famers? Like, to me, I think it's like a, a slap. It's tough because it's like a slap in the face to these guys that are deserving it. Or, for instance, players like Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Heinz Ward that can't get the nod to it that's you know are more proven like Julian Edelman he hasn't even had a Pro Bowl an all pro anything like that right um so what what do you guys think well that's that's the main thing is it's it's your bulk of work it's not your work and just in the playoffs it's regular season and playoffs and like everyone's throwing out these numbers about his number like his numbers in the playoffs well, no shit, he's got a lot better numbers than a lot of people because they're in the playoffs every single year. So he's going to get receptions, yards, touchdowns every single year in the playoffs where there's other players that don't. And, like, if you go to his regular season numbers comparing to other guys that are not in the Hall of Fame yet, they're not even close. Like, it, it, it's more than just your playoff numbers and what you've done in the playoffs. Like, he's he's been great, but for a Hall of Famer, like, you got to draw the line somewhere. Like Hall of Famer is a phenomenal career. He had a great career. It's not a Hall of Fame worthy career though. Yeah, I agree with you, Sharp. Uh, this isn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where uh, Janet Jackson gets in. This is the <laughs> NFL Hall of Fame where the this is where the big boys come out to play. And Julian yeah. uh, Edelm had, like Sharp said, had a fantastic career. Many a moments, many a games where he had you know nine, ten receptions. Um, an absolute, an absolute star in New England, but uh, like you said, AJ, I think he's more of a Ring of Honor kind of guy, not a, not a Hall of Fame kind of guy. And what do you think, Cody? Well, I think he, I think he already made the Patriots All Decade team, so I don't think there's a question of whether he'll be in the Ring of Honor. He's for sure going to get into that. But if Julian Edelman gets into the Hall of Fame, it starts turning into the Hall of Very Good Players. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. you have to, like you said, draw a line. He, he's a great player, but I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to have him in the hall of fame. Yeah. If you, at, you put Edelman stands. in, you're going to, you're going to have to argue for like 10, 15 more guys then around yeah, his well, like career stats. So it's like, no, yeah. no, what are we doing now then? Which is fine. Like 
if you want to argue that those 10, 15 other guys should be in too, okay, fine. But like if Edelman goes into the Hall of Fame, those other guys should also then go into the Hall of Fame because yeah. they have the and exact same I mean. numbers. Or then better. it's not a Hall of Fame really anymore. It's just people with good careers are going in the Hall of Fame. That's not what it's about. The yeah, only thing I, you can give him that might separate him from some of those other guys that you're referring to is the guy does have three Super Bowls and he has a Super Bowl MVP, which is really rare yeah. for a wide receiver. But mm-hmm. but so does James White. Yeah. Yeah. Touche. Touche. <laughs> we all know we all know James White ain't gonna be there. So right. No. It, and that's the thing too, right? If if you're saying like Edelman's in the Hall of Fame, you really literally that same day you have to put like Wes Welker in the Hall of Fame because Wes Welker has more credentials than Julian Edelman, yeah. in my opinion. You know, a two-time yeah. All-Pro, three-time receptions leader. Uh, you know what I mean? So. Like you said, it, it opens up the floodgates for something really nasty, especially, like you said, you have guys like Rod Smith and, and all these other great wide receivers, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Heinz Ward, um, yeah. that are more proven to him, right? And that's that's just going to unload something different. And like Mike said, too, right? You know, what, Edelman's been in, what, four Super Bowls? Won three. So that's what, that's four four more games and alone more than someone like a, a proven wide receiver would have type of thing, right? So, like, you know, everybody's saying like, "Oh, it's, he's right behind Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time." Well, uh-huh. and put you Julio at- Jones or put Antonio Brown in his prime with those four extra Super Bowl games. Like, what what are they gonna do? Type of thing, right? You look what at the, the, the number one and two guys on the playoff list. Jerry Rice, guy played till he was forty. Like, yeah, he's one of the best players <laughs> ever, but he also played till he was forty. And Edelman, who you just said, goes to the playoffs every single season, and he's been to th- three Super Bowls. So you take those stats kind of with a grain of salt. Yeah. He's been to four Super Bowls. He won three. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so when, uh, when I heard that Edelman was retiring, I never even thought it in my head that Hall of Fame would even be a question to be asked, honestly, yeah. myself. That's the day and age we're in now where everyone just wants to jump right to that. Yeah. Like, let's pump the brakes here. Like, come on. Yeah, 100%. But before 100%. we move on, I don't think there's any, like, I think all of us here can say we all like Julian Edelman a lot. He's a great player. Yeah. We're not putting him down or anything. It's just he doesn't really belong in the Hall of Fame, I don't think. That's all. Right. Like I said, like I said, like before we even said, like, this guy had a great career, because especially considering his story. Like, not too many players have that type yeah. of story where – you you come into the league as a as a quarterback, then have to play punt return, special teams, cornerback, and then change the offense to wide receiver, and then do the stuff that he has. Right? It's a great story. Maybe even maybe we might even see like a little movie or a TV series based off his life from that from that type of perseverance kind of thing. But uh, great career, Patriot Ring of Fame first ballot, not Hall of Fame. Right. So hats off to Julian Edelman, one hell of a career. Uh, one hell of a slot wide receiver, and uh, you know maybe we'll see him back. You know wearing wearing the red and white there, so uh, and partner him back up with his boys. So you never know, you never know. All you know what? All it takes, you know, people say you know, oh, he's done retired, man. All it takes is one call from Tom. Like TB has that power. Hey, man, I'm looking to win a Super Bowl. Come on, all right, Tom. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> but now going from there, we have. What everybody's been waiting for, what you guys see with the title of this podcast, it is our mock draft um, starting as of April 13th. So if you guys are hearing this in the future, more trades has happened. Our bad. We didn't know what 
what other trades are going to be happening in the future, of course. Uh, but how it's going to break down, we're going to do this completely live. We're going to go draft in round by, I mean, there's only one round, uh, but pick by pick. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to do it um, in a draft order where Joel has actually the first pick. Uh, then we have Cody with the second uh, overall pick. I have the third pick. Mike has the fourth pick. And then it'll run, run back up with Joel having the fifth pick, Cody having the sixth, I'm having the seventh, and then Mike having the eighth. And then again, round it back up until we get to pick number 32, in which we will then end the draft. So, um, boys, get your GM books out ready. Get the war room. Get your phones ready. No, I'm just joking. There, there's not going to be any trades there. We want to make this as simple as possible. Uh, but, yeah, guys, uh, this is going to be really fun. Uh, people in the comment section, if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to this after the fact, write down in the comment section who you think we're going to draft, and let's see if you're right. But, guys, let's start it off. I wish I had the the, the intro, the do-do-doom, doom-doom. <laughs> but uh, with the first overall pick, we have my man Joel Braggin here. He's going to be starting off the draft. And he has the first overall pick. And Joel, I swear, if you do anything, I'm logging off this podcast, and I'm not never gonna come back. Uh, so I'm, I don't want to hear any Mac Jones. I don't want to hear Trey Lance or Kellen Mond as first overall pick. <laughs> but Joel, you are on the clock. Definitely, it is your time to shine with the Jacksonville Jaguars with your new coach, Urban Meyer. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the 2021 NFL Draft, select the no-brainer Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I didn't know if anybody seen that coming. That's going to change my draft board, but okay. Yeah, I guess everybody needs to change their draft boards. Uh, draft is over, breaking the draft. Hey, but, 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 there is one analyst, Chris Sims, that said he would choose Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. And, uh <sighs> Yeah, oh boy! Well, don't I, listen I think to I'm going to need to drink a little bit more of these. Actually, you know what, Mike? Give me some of those six point eights if that ever happens, man. <laughs> okay. I, I think he hit sharp up in the DMs and said, "Send me some of those six point eights. I'm about to do a mock draft here." <laughs> I need I need an excuse, man. Give me something. <laughs> All right. So next we have on the clock we have my man Cody McGuire. The floor is yours. Take as much time as you need. But again, I think this might be one that might be quick or it might be a surprise. Let's see what man Cody McGuire chooses with the second overall pick. Uh, here, I think it's pretty, it's not quite Trevor Lawrence locked in, but I think everybody thinks that Zach Wilson is going second overall to the Jets. I'm open to the idea of them maybe selecting fields, but I think after the pro day, just seeing his arm talent, there's already tons of links with it anyway. I'm going to take Zach Wilson here for the Jets. Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, the one that people are saying will be the next Aaron Rodgers, the next Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be, yeah, yeah. People are saying, you know, the comps. So we, we've – We'll see the you know from the the pro days and everything he's shown you know he has the arm talent he has the ability to make all the throws but again it's the BYU the Coastal California game that's exactly what Jets must- quarterback needs the Patrick yeah. Mahomes or the next Aaron Rodgers that's what he needs <laughs> come on the one nice thing I think for Wilson going to the Jets though is their GM seems like he's kind of done a, a pretty decent job to be honest as of late and uh i think salah is actually one of he's gonna turn out to be one of the better coaches in the nfl so i think that's really gonna help him i mean at least he's not going in with adam gase 
or anything no. like that, right? So that's no. definitely going to give them a little bit of a heads up in New York. They have a better yeah. mindset now for their quarterback than they did with Darnold. 100%. Yeah, because yeah, anytime yeah, – I don't – Adam Gay should be banned from the NFL, man. Like, <laughs> just just straight up commissioner vetoed. Like, <laughs> yeah, get that SpongeBob meme in here again, man. My God, it's this has been terrible, man. Like, I don't understand how people steep on hiring this guy, man. Like, uh, I don't, I don't understand it, man. Ruin the ruiner of franchises is, you know, his going to be his name. Um, but yeah, but with my pick here, I have the third overall pick with San Francisco, and this is where the interesting pick goes because. Everybody knows they traded up for a quarterback. And, you know, there's been all the rumors of they really like Mac Jones out of Alabama. Um, they really like that Trey Lance has been playing in a pro-style offense. Uh, but in my opinion, those are all smoke screens because the man they are going to be selecting is the guy from the Ohio State, Mr. Justin Fields. I like it. I like it. And I think with I think this pick, too, just, Justin Fields, if you look at San Francisco, I believe all three of these quarterbacks will succeed in San Francisco with the talent that they have, with the coaches Kyle Shanahan. I just believe that given those exact same tools, given that exact situation, Justin Fields will shine more than both Trey Lance and Mac Jones would in that system. I believe whatever pick they're going to choose out of those three will work out and they will be good. I just think – Justin Fields had that chance with this team to be great. So that is my pick. Yeah. Good. And now Mike Sharp with the fourth overall pick. Okay. We have well, Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, we cannot trade. So this are probably yeah. one of the instances where we might see a trade in real life. But due to the simplicity of our systems and us being cheap and not wanting to fork out for the premium <laughs> subscriptions and stuff like that, we're just going to keep it no trades. Uh, but, Mike, if the Atlanta Falcons do stay, you're on the board. Yeah, yeah. because my personal opinion is I think they're moving this pick. But for this instance, I'm going to have to take someone. Um, you hear a lot of quarterback at four with Atlanta. Um, there's two more years on Matt Ryan's deal. I think you try to maximize it, and I think you get the best player available and take Kyle Pitts here. If they're going to stay at four, I think Kyle Pitts is the guy to take. So Pitts four for the Falcons and give Matt Ryan the weapons he needs. There we go. And if anybody are fans of the podcast, uh, you know how much Mike loves yeah. some Kyle Pitts. And I know I know the next two guys picking are going to be pissed at that, but I'm sorry, but I think that just has to be it. Then we have our man, Brain DeLima, you know, a super fan. Um, you know, he, he, he's a pioneer of the pigskin panel. He says with the fourth pick, the Chicago Bears pick. <laughs> so he's thinking his uh, his boy is going to be uh, moving up. And uh, again, that's a far ways to go. <laughs> uh, they're going to have to mortgage their future again. And uh, we, we know what happened the first time they did that. So I think there might be a little bit more reluctant to, to, to do so this time around. But going back up with the fifth. Overall pick with the Cincinnati Bengals, Joel Braga, you are on the clock. And this one's going to be interesting because there's been a lot of teeter-totter on the two ways that Cincinnati Bengals can go. So I'm very interested yeah. to see what Joel, the GM of the Bengals, <laughs> have in store for us. Well, this this is definitely a very hard pick. Um, Joe Burrow wants Chase there. 
with the friendship that they have. But uh, for me, I'm going to have to pass on Chase, and I'm going to have to go Sewell. Um, with with Burrow, with Burrow uh, coming off the ACL, I think their number one need is to protect uh, Joe Burrow. Can't have him going down again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Sewell opposite side of Jonah Williams and try to solidify the tackle position for years to come for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And that is never never a bad pick to ever go. You get arguably one of the best prospects in offensive tackle um, in years. Um, so you know having Joe Burrow be protected uh, again. Bengals have a great offensive core as is uh, with Tyler Boyd. T Higgins and all of them. So definitely will be interesting to see where they go in real life. Um, I know my man, Mike Sharp is a bandit uh, for keeping the boys together, especially with um, a potential great in Jamar chase out there. Um, especially that, now that, that we're Moss Thad, right yeah. yeah. And now we're seeing Thad Moss be there. So son of Randy Moss. Uh, so the LSU tigers are becoming the Cincinnati tigers. Uh, <laughs> so great pick by Joe Braga. We get the first offensive tackle off the board going into the sixth overall pick with Cody McGuire with the Miami Dolphins. And I can already see uh, Joe Braga there. He's uh, he's clinching at the teeth with this pick to see what Cody goes. <laughs> well, um, I think it's kind of difficult with the no trades here because I do agree with Sharp. I do think that the Falcons will trade this pick, uh, their fourth pick. And um, if they do that, I really would see Pitts falling to Miami. Um, and that's who I would have loved to have taken here. I've been wanting to do that for two weeks or so now, but I'm going to go with Jamar Chase um, out of LSU. He's just, he can do it all, and it's it's really going to help Tua and his progressions. Um, and, and it's just a home run pick, really. I, I really do. One thing I would like to see in the real-life draft, though, here is if it goes Chase, Pitts, um, and it stays the same. I'd like to see Denver trade up to six and take Trey Lance and then have uh, the Finns be able to take a guy like Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle still at pick number nine. Um, maybe pick up an extra second-round pick. So that's obviously not happening here, but it's just something I want to throw out there for the sake of uh, conversation. 100%. And, you know, with my team, the Denver Broncos, man, we're in a real, real nice spot with the offensive – I mean, with the moves that George Payne has done where we can be either ultra-aggressive, we can be passive at nine, or we can be more reluctant, you know, get some more draft capital and trade back. So I definitely really like the spot we're in at nine. Uh, but, you know, going on with my pick now, I have the Detroit Lions, the home state that I'm in right now in good old Michigan. Uh, and, you know, they they made some – you know, some big trades here, trading their former first overall pick, uh, Matt Stafford, to the Rams in exchange. And they got the – oh, yeah, former, former first overall pick, too, um, with um, – yeah. So it's this is an interesting one because they could There's go quarterback here. There's a lot of needs on here. Um, it's tough. It's very tough because, like I said, they can go on quarterback right now with a guy like Trey Lance, you know, that can stay for a year um, as kind of like that that learning curve there, and then they have their quarterback for the future. However, I do think they are going to stack up and get their skill positions, and they're going to get their star chip player, and it's going to be the Heisman winner, Devonta Smith, wide receiver okay. out of Alabama, and get their guy. 
Okay, okay, okay. AJ, you didn't go to the top of the podium for your pick. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the next up, we have uh, Mr. Mike Sharp here, and he has the next pick with the Carolina Panthers, who just got their quarterback and Sam yeah. Darnold. Uh, yeah, that would have been a direction I probably would have went. But, I mean, obviously not now. And with the quarterbacks left, I don't – I'm not sure I really like them – in like in Carolina, I would have liked Fields there. I think, but the the needs that I think they have the most is probably offensive tackle. They could go corner here. I think their receivers are fine. So this one's a bit tough. Like I like Sertan at at Carolina here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do what the Jets should have done. I'm going to take Rashawn Slater here and make sure they really bolster that offensive line for him to make sure he really gets the time he needs in that pocket. Because I think they have the we- they have the weapons there already. They just need to make sure he's protected a little bit more. I like it, man. Rashawn Slater, he's crazy how much his draft capital went up from the start of this like from the start of the offseason. Um, he's his, a his he's a little is, versatile too. He can play a guard if you really need him to. So, I I like I like it here. Yeah, and, and that guy's a manimal man. Like he will he will ragdoll guys, man. <laughs> and he's like yeah. he's finesse with it too. It's a it's a good like combination of power and finesse. Yeah. that's a great for, balance. And for anyone that doesn't know Rashawn Slater, go watch the Ohio State game against uh, Chase. Yeah, and yeah. You'll see. You'll see. That's when his coming out party came because he couldn't do a thing against him. And and, and let, let's reiterate on that. Not just you know Chase Young. It's defensive rookie of the year Chase Young in the NFL. Of what he yeah. did that too. The guy that had fourteen and a half sacks with two missed games. That that guy. Yeah. So so yeah. Slater's Slater's a real deal, and uh, I think the Panthers would love to have him. 100%. Great pick, great pick. And now going back up to Mr. Joe Braga, and he has my boys, the Denver Broncos, on the clock. I'm clinching my teeth now. I'm <laughs> I'm interested to see what you think my boys will do with this ninth overall pick if they had to stay there. This, this one might be uh, one that you go, what? Like, I don't understand, uh, but I hope you appreciate it, AJ. Um I think uh, I think the wide receiver uh, position is set for for the Broncos. I think they're pretty good at wide out. I, as you know, I believe in uh, Drew Locke. I think I think he's got potential to be a decent quarterback in this league. Um, and I think he can lead the Broncos' future. Uh, offensive line's gone now, which is what I probably would have gone with Slater here at this pick if he didn't just go. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take the linebacker Micah Parsons here. I think uh, I think okay. I think his ability is perfect for the Broncos. I think they need help at linebacker uh, pretty pretty badly. Um, there's not many holes in that defense now. The secondary is looking pretty good for the Broncos now. If they could just get somebody to on the outside to help maybe cover a tight end or uh, can come after the passer a little bit. Uh, I think I think Micah Parsons is the right pick here for uh, for the Broncos. No, man, I love it, man. I love Micah Parsons. Like, he just does everything right. 
And like like you said, with you know the moves that we made this offseason really gives us the versatility to really get BPA. And I think BPA as of right now, um, in terms of what we would need, uh, would be Micah Parsons at middle linebacker. Um, he can jump in um, and take that second middle linebacker spot right next to AJ Johnson, and then having Bradley Chubb and Bob Miller on the ends. Like I think that just completes our defense now, and I, I love it. I love it, man. Great pick. Great. Good, I'm, pick. Glad, I'm glad you like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Mr. Cody with uh, our boy Mike Sharpstein. I'm a bit scared. Uh oh. <laughs> what? Um, I I'm gonna go with Sertan here. I mean, I think that the Cowboys' um, defense as a whole last year was objectively awful uh, by anyone's standards. They were, I think, 28th in defense and allowed close to 30 points a game, which is ridiculous, obviously. So, um, Dave, yeah, it was fun uh, to watch. <laughs> and uh yeah Diggs played actually pretty well to be fair to him at the end of the year near the, down the stretch so uh you pair him with Sertan I personally was really tempted to throw in the first maybe pick here with Horn I think uh, Horn is of my three favorite players in this draft Horn is my I favorite say, I'm surprised you didn't go Horn right here I wanted to but I feel like Sharp might have got a little bit mad with the pick, so I gave him a Sertan. Uh, the nice thing about Sertan is he is NFL ready, and he can play now, which is what the Dallas Cowboys need. They're getting roasted every game. Um, whereas I don't know if Horn can maybe do that right off the bat. I think he offers a lot more, maybe not a lot more, but I think he offers more upside than Sertan. But I think Sertan is the pick right now. Yeah. I feel Sertan is the safe. I think Sertan is the safest pick. I think yeah. I think Sertan out of the top CBs has the lowest floor, mm-hmm. or the highest floor. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I I think like yeah, first didn't make sense, but yeah, the yeah. highest floor. So that he's like ready now, and I don't think he's gonna like regress down to a worse state. Yeah. And that- I think him and him and Diggs play together, which helps. And Alabama corners in general, they tend to trans, like translate well to the NFL game. So that's why I like Sertan more than Horn. I do like Horn. Just the thing with Horn is why I think he's going to be a bit of a later pick in the first round, like 15, 16 area, is just because of his holding issues in college. That was his main. That was his main problem. Where Sertan kind of hides his holding a bit better. So that's why, like, he would be. The more NFL-ready guy, Sertan. That's why I, I do love this pick. I think that's where Dallas is going to go, and I hope they go this year. But we'll see. We we just we just hope that a guy like Sertan doesn't have the Jeff Okuda effect, right? Which would really really suck. Because uh, yeah, I mean he, he got riddled with injuries. Uh, Okuda had a yeah. bad rap this year. And at least at least like in Okuda's defense, he had who he have? He had Coleman in the slot, I believe, and then beside him, maybe Desmond Trufant. So, I mean, I would Desmond say – Desmond got hurt, too. Yeah, so I would say Desmond – Desmond uh, – or, sorry, Diggs is probably a lot higher quality partner to be in the secondary with, too, so that's going to help him out. 100%. 100%. And now, um, yeah, great great pick with Patrick Sutan. Um, that's where I think they're going to be going in the actual draft, too, as well, um, especially where they're they're at. But – uh. Next on the board is GM Lavi Lav uh, with the New York Giants, and uh, to me, this is this is an easy pick for me. Um, I know there's been a lot of draft hype uh, for Jalen Phillips uh, at this position, um, but I'm gonna go with 
my gut and going with the person that came out. He has the most um, kind of rawness to him. Uh, but this guy is this a man amongst men. Um, and it is going to be Gregory Rosu. Uh, let's just see if he can pop up here. There he is. Boom. I think this guy just has the most upside at the edge position um, in this draft. Oh, why is my computer not wanting to work with me here? There we go. Um, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause the draft. Oh, um, no. Oh, God. This guy stinks. This guy <laughs> absolutely stinks. Wow, that sucks. Well, guys, for the guys that watch this Apple podcast, my computer lagged out, and it chose the next two picks. Uh, can you, so it looks – Can you edit uh, it at all? It doesn't look like I can edit it right now. What I'll do, though, is I'll restart the draft and then choose what we had and then go from there. Yeah, I'm yeah, already down. Yeah. But, guys, so far, what are you guys thinking of your draft? Do you think that's, you know, say if it didn't have any trades, did you guys see this kind of following the same type of format? Uh, Yeah, just the only thing that is a bit crazy is Lance maybe slipping this far and, and mm-hmm. Jones probably, but it's because we can't do any trades, right? So anyone that's screaming at us right now, that's the reason why they're slipping is because we can't make trades. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the internet like over there in the USA, man? I have uh I have one gigabyte down. Uh, so we're throwing we're throwing down some strawberry and jam right now. <laughs> <laughs> who do you guys uh who do you guys think like I mentioned earlier, I think Atlanta uh would be a sweet spot or sorry, Miami would actually be a sweet spot for the Denver Broncos to trade with and Miami's already shown that they're willing to trade uh, and get picks. So who do you guys think would trade uh t- to replace to get Mac Jones? What team do you think would I think trade the Pats are really high on them. No, I know, but who do you think, like, say the Patriots would trade? Oh, with? I think they would go to nine or ten if he's there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Dallas, I'm okay with that because at 15, I think you can maybe get Horn if he's yeah. there. Oh, yeah. So, and you could probably gain a second round pick out of it mm-hmm. or third at the at the worst. So I'd be open to that too. Yeah. But I could see them trading a. Uh, to nine too because if they if the Broncos really want Parsons they might be get be able to get him at fifteen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was number fifty two, AJ, on the list there. Yeah, there we go. Boom and we're back in action. There we go. There we and go. you know it's 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 crazy, man, how much his draft slipped, man, but I still think the talent is absolutely there. Um, like I said, he might be a little bit more raw, and then that um, I can't re- I can't remember if, if he sat out this year or not. So that's the reason why his productivity. But man, yeah, he, the guy, yeah, he did. The guy, he did. Yeah, the guy is just an absolute beast, like an absolute stud. I think he had like um, thirteen and, so, and a half sacks two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So with him bolstering and in, into that that defense right now, because uh, that's what they need, right? So. You just plug and play him. Let him just be a beast. Let him learn. And I think I think that that'll be a home run pick for the Giants. But uh, going up next, we have Mr. Mike Sharp, and he has the Philadelphia Eagles, who are uh, I really what some, don't want to pick people, for this team. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, this one's like this one's tough because 
Like, I really don't think... Well, I honestly don't think they're sold on Hertz because they kept saying they wanted... If they were going to move up, they wanted Wilson or this and that. And then now they're saying, oh, they're sold on Hertz, but then they're not. So... I think what you have to do is it, it's pretty it's just pretty obvious is get him another weapon, and uh, I'm tempted to go Trey Lance here, but I'm gonna go Waddle. I think that's yeah. the smart move and what the, I think what you have to do for Hertz is you need to get him weapons. I agree, I agree with you, Sharp, 100. percent Absolutely sucks because I don't want Waddle to go there, but it looks like that's what might happen. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you there, Sharp, just because, um, you know, they don't know what they have with Hurts yet. You know what I mean? Um, they no. really have to just put it out there to see what he has. Like, you know, he is he is a, you know, Alabama boy, too, uh, before Tua took over kind of thing. But um, so they, he has the, the the intangibles there. You know, we've seen in the in, in the past, like, uh, I think it was the last four, four games of the season that he showed promise. Um, so, you know, yeah. and that's without really any true talent. Like, everybody was hurt on that team, you know, Hurts, everybody like that, Goddard and um, so adding someone like a Jalen Waddle now that um, uh, shoot, who was the wide receiver that just got released from there? Um, he was Ashon Jeffrey and now is gone now too. So yeah. um, you know, getting that guy because what they also had um, Jalen Rager who really didn't show his promise the way they they drafted him last year. So we had to see no. now having Rager fully healthy, now having a Waddle that you know was shaken up this year. Um, and you see that yeah. he did play the the championship game. He came in for a couple snaps. Um, got some yards, yeah. but still shown that he wasn't 100 healthy in that championship well, game. So that is the one thing with Waddle is he's coming off a pretty bad injury, and if he didn't have that injury this year, we might be talking about him in the same level as Chase. Like he he can be that good. It's just that injury at the start of the year kind of kind of killed his draft year, but he's still so good that he's going to go this high. So the nice thing about Waddle too is he's like a return specialist, which a lot of teams are in desperate need of. Um, so that also helps his stock. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, good pick. I love it. I think, you know, if the Eagles the Eagles are able to get Jalen Waddle at 12, I think they'll be really, really happy and thrilled with that. You'll be seeing the war yeah. room giving high fives and cheering and, you know, might be popping off champagne if that happens. But uh, going up next, we have – going back up, we have Joe Bragg, and now he is in charge of the Chargers, and they are on the board. So, Joel, take it away. Um, I think here, I think here we're going to get, uh, we're going to give Herbert uh, a little bit of protection. I think we're going to go with Kristen Darsaw, uh, day one, day one starter left tackle. Uh, I got some stats here on him. Uh, 264 total pass block plays. He allowed just three pressures and one sack. So I think that that's, that's pretty nice numbers. And I think that's good enough to get you a day one starter there. So we're going to go ahead and take that. Yep, love it. Protect that quarterback, yep. man. Herbert's the real deal. Yeah, this is, the start, <laughs> this is the start of that uh, second-tier offensive lineman. And yeah. It, it, it's like take your pick, really. Like I like Derrishaw a lot. Tevin yeah. Jenkins is a good guy. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go interior, Vera Tucker's a good pick. But, yeah, I, I like the Derrishaw pick. See, well, thank I, you. I, I, I appreciate I, that. Let's see, I, I like I like Tevin Jenkins for a, a pick maybe coming up at uh, pick number eighteen here, um, especially because Tua is a left-handed quarterback. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Don't tell um, me. <laughs> we have Cody back up, and he is taking over for the Vikings, picking at pick number fourteen. Cody, who do you have the Vikings taking at fourteenth overall? 
I had two guys ready. I thought Derisaw actually might go to the Chargers, which he did, which makes sense. He is, he went up against some really elite players, too, in, in their conference, too, and he's very good. So that pick made a lot of sense. Um, but since I can't pick him here, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Phillips, pair him up with uh, Daniil Hunter on the other side. I think uh, the Vikings realistically have – quite a few holes as we've seen um but i think that getting phillips here i think he has a little bit of durability issues and concerns um otherwise i think he was aiming for a top 10 pick prior to those so i think the vikings getting him here at 14 would be really really happy to do that and, and then I, I like the pick but can we just put a pause on here right now the the the, the tdn's predictive board they have Travis Etienne over Najee Harris might be a little bit of a shout. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's might a be bit. a little bit of a reach. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, I like I like I like Travis a lot. But uh, I I definitely think um, Najee is definitely clear RB one uh, in this draft. But uh, going on with that, we have me with the. The non-fan favorite, if you're not a, if you're not from Boston, Massachusetts, we have the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. I'm taking over for Big Bill, uh, and this for me is very easy, and, and I think this is probably the easiest pick in the draft if he falls this low. Uh, we got New England Patriots. They need a quarterback of the future. They're going to go Trey Lance, um, a quarterback that is smart. So he's a really big Belichick guy. Um, a guy that's in the film room, the guy that is, you know, just always out there hustling, grinding to be better. Um, I think this is the perfect system for him. He could stand behind Cam uh, for a year if he has to, and then we can move on from there. But I think this is a slam home run pick for the New England Patriots, getting Trey Lance at 15th overall. Yeah. Yeah, if he's there, like, yeah, home run. I, he's absolutely not going to be there, but mm-hmm. – that could be a guy they want to trade up for it too, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And now we have Mike with the Arizona Cardinals, who actually, that's another breaking news here. We do have James Conner signing with the Arizona Cardinals from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they saw the running back position. So that's definitely not a need on there anymore. So, Mike, who are you drafting with the 16th overall pick for the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I wasn't going there. But, uh, <laughs> Travis at the end. I mean, they could use some O-line help a little bit to to kind of help Kyler a bit. But there's a guy here that just absolutely fills a need, ex- especially because Pat Pete's gone now. And if J.C. Horn is here for, at 16 for them, book it. It's in. J.C. Horn. Slam dunk pick. And, uh, yeah, J.C. Horn, man. Like – Cody, man, from the from the get-go was on the J.C. Horn train, and you can see why. Like, look at his game film. This guy is a player. Like, this guy is a beast. And like you said, for Arizona, this falls in the lap, man. This is this is literally just a gift made in heaven. Uh, so definitely great pick with J.C. Horn. Um, but now we have going back up with Joel, and he has my arch rival now. And the Oakland Raiders – sorry, not the Oakland Raiders. My bad. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, with the 17th overall pick. And they can go through a few options here too. Um, this is going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what 
uh, Braga has for them. And, uh, you know, if, if you butcher this pick, you know, I won't be that mad. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of my good buddies from work, he's an Oakland Raiders fan. And uh, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna do this to him. I hope if he's watching, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him Vera Tucker here. Um, they've lost so many pieces that on the O line that I I just I just don't know if they can go any other way than this. If if if, if Vera Tucker falls to them, uh, great pick. It's a deep deep class for tackles and or guards. Whatever he chooses, like he can play guard, he can potentially play tackle too. So uh, I got to give that pick in for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. John Gruden will be happy with that one, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they've they uh, got rid of some key players on the offensive linemen. Uh, so definitely I can see them going O-line first, uh, first round pick too. So great pick, great pick. Uh, but next up here we have Cody McGuire taking over the Miami Dolphins. And I'm interested to see what you go here with. Well, uh, Joel, Joel did it to me again. I was actually, um, hear me out here. I was going to take Vera Tucker for the Dolphins. I know that you've been wanting to get Jesse, uh, Jesse Davis out of out of that line. Took Robert Hunt last year in the second round. You got him on the outside. Uh, he played with Austin Jackson at USC. So I, I really do think that Vera Tucker at 18 is actually pretty interesting, especially helping to protect um, Tua there. But uh, he's gone, so I guess Joel's going to be pretty happy with my pick with uh, Najee, Najee Harris. I know he wants him, so works out for him. <laughs> we got the first running back off the board, first round pick, Najee Harris out of Alabama. Joel, man, what, what thank do you, you Cody. That pick? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I just got to say thank you, Cody. <laughs> I've, been wa- I've been wanting Harris ever since – Ever since I started doing uh, research on on this draft, even beforehand, I've heard, I know him and Tua are, are uh, really good buddies. They they've gotten along very well. They talk about each other. Um, I think this is. I know it's a running back, and you probably shouldn't take a running back in this position uh, based on history. Just going too early at 18 for a running back, but this guy, he's got the best hands and the uh, best receiving. Uh, running back in the class, no question. He's got power behind every run. He can block nice. I think it's a no-brainer pick. I think he's better than Etienne. Uh, like you said, AJ, this is a no-brainer uh, pick for me. If not, Najee, let's let's go uh, try to maybe, I don't even know, maybe go edge rusher uh, with, uh, with Quiddy, maybe something like that, but I'm good with Najee. Before we uh, move on, like what if Vera Tucker, if you didn't take him for the uh, Raiders, would you, what do you think of him in Miami? I really think, I love that he can play tackle or guard and the fact that he's played with Austin Jackson too. I I think that's pretty intriguing. Yeah, I love that. I would love that pick for Miami too. They need help on the O line. O line was average at best last year. So, um, mind you, it's a young O line. Adding another piece, another piece wouldn't be bad. But like you said, I, if I see another year with Jesse Davis on that line, man, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, no doubt. No, I love it there, yeah. I think I think we all had uh, our woes with maybe those offensive linemen that we don't want to see. I know mine was Elijah Wilkerson, man. Oh, my God. Did I ever hate seeing huh. right tackle? Good Lord, get him out of here. And uh, I feel bad, man, because uh, 
our, our super fan here, Brandon Lima, and his Bears picked him up. So uh, he messaged <laughs> up Elijah Wilkerson from the Broncos, man. He's any good? I'm like, oh, man. Oh, no. And he was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you want to see. No. Um, but, yeah, um, just, you know, before we keep on going here uh, with the next pick, which is the Washington football team, fans, I hope you're loving this draft so far. Um, definitely, if you like this, give us definitely a thumbs up. Um, and tell us how, how you guys are liking the draft. Are we basically similar to what you guys are writing down? Let us know in the comment section below. Uh, but now going forward here with the Washington football team, and this can go two directions I was looking at here. I'm um, just looking at their depth chart, um, especially looking at right now what's on the board. Um, you know, Jeremiah Wosu um, definitely looks really tempting here. Um, Tevin Jenkins looks really good too here, especially if he's on the board this line because uh, their, their right tackle spot is definitely in need of something. Uh, but also – the X Factor pick of Caleb Fairley still out there too, in which they definitely need to as well. However, I think they will be going the safe route pick. Um, you know, just making sure their offense is, you know, their their defense is ridiculously good right now. So I think they're gonna be safe there. And I think they're gonna be going Tevin Jenkins if he's still on the board. Uh right tackle out of Oklahoma State. Um guy is this. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of the smarter Garrett Bowles. Um, and if you know if he can come out the woodwork like Garrett Bowles with this without the holding calls, um, <laughs> has something really nice here. Yeah. Yeah. If he if he can come out like Garrett Bowles did this year, oh man, yeah. Washington Washington will be loving this pick right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. It looks. Is, have, the, is the back injury scaring everybody away from Farley? Or yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of similar to Jalen Johnson last year. He was supposed to go in the first round. He had those shoulder concerns, and that's why he went in the second round. I think the main issue with Farley is that this is his second injury. Like, this is yeah. like a reoccurring thing. So that's the concern mainly. Yeah. And, like, even, like, his team right now is saying, we're, we hope we're still a first-round pick. So, I mean, that's not really encouraging. Yeah. 100%. And now, Mike, you're up with – the Chicago Bears, the Windy City. Yeah. Uh, you here? They have a glaring need on the board right here, uh, yeah. especially if they drop this one. But I'm definitely interested to see. Ah, this is so – this is tough because there's a few guys I want to take here. Um, but with the guy on the board, I mean, I want to go Bateman here like really badly. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mac Jones and give the Bears their uh, the Trubisky 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> the slow shot. <laughs> except they don't have to trade up for him this time. And this guy, oh. I I think this guy will be a better version of Trubisky. You you're um, just gonna say this with a straight face, eh? You just had to throw no, a subtle jab. <laughs> I had I had to get it in there. But I uh, honestly like. To be perfectly like honest, right now, if Mac Jones is there at twenty, this is actually a good pick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because... run pick, man. I like. I want Bateman there so badly, but I mean, if Jones is there, you got to take Jones. Yeah. One thousand. Hopefully, hopefully, you don't mind a dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have again my man Joe Braggett here with the twenty-first overall pick. With the Indianapolis Colts, um, which is a team that could really go anywhere right here. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see yeah. where you go, Braga. So you're on the clock, and I'm interested to see. 
Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay here. The D end. It's a. He's a little bit. He's a little bit raw. I think he only had 11 and a half sacks in four seasons, but he adds a lot of physical traits, a lot of potential. Uh, the Dolphins have been. He's been linked to go to the Dolphins pick at 18. I'm gonna take him here at 21. I think he's. Uh, I think it's a good pick for for the Colts. They don't really have true pass rushers. So I think I, I think that's a, a good pick there. I like it, baby. UFM. Uh, yeah, I, I love Quiddy Pay too, man. Um, he just has to just touch upon like more of his technical ability. I think he relies a little bit too much on athleticism because he is athletically talented. Um, I hope he really takes up that next level step because if he does, man, guy's gonna be a menace for sure. He's awesome. even been – I've seen him even linked as high as, like, uh, what is it, 11 or 12 to the Giants. Yeah. So yeah. people are pretty high on that guy. Yeah, like like the Giants, I, I've, I've just been seeing, you know, they, I think 100% they're going to be going edge. Um, you know, Ojolari, Rosu, Pay seems like the, the three that's going to be rotating with that pick. Um, yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting because uh, all three of them can be that that high that high level pick, right? Right. Uh, we have Braden that's saying, saying, hmm, I don't know if you like that Mac Jones pick. <laughs> we might have had to go to Kyle Trask just to say that. <laughs> yeah. Florida Gator, represent. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Love it, love it. Against the stirring some controversy for sure. Uh, but, you know, we have next up, we have with the Tennessee Titans, we have – my man Cody McGuire on the board, and this is my boy Mogi's team. Uh, so Mogi's listen, an, listen out here. This is an interesting uh, pick, actually. Uh, I actually had uh, you nab my guy earlier, AJ and Tevin Jenkins, but uh, you'll know the replacement quite well in uh, Jalen Mayfield. Um, he'll fit right into right tackle, especially after drafting Isaiah Wilson last year, and we all know okay. how that went. So I think this is actually. They they have a couple holes to fill, but I think this is actually a really good pick for them. Um, it, it's going to bolster up the run, the run, which is really what the Titans realistically their whole offense is based around with Derrick Henry. Um, so helps out Tannehill too. I think it's a it's a, it's a pretty good pick for them. And hey, if we're playing Madden, man, you know the ultimate team that UFM connection, Taylor Lewan, you know the the UFM bros. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, the Titans had that like serious look at uh, secondary too. Like, yeah. offensive line is definitely a need, but secondary they have to really debate on this pick as well. I was tempted to, for a second, to take like a guy like maybe Newsom, but I think that's a bit of a reach. Yeah. I think Mayfield's yeah. a really safe pick, and I, he just fills a spot. So that's why I went with Mayfield. Love yep. it. Yeah, safe pick. Again, goes into their scheme of their offense, of the scheme of the whole team with King Henry. So I love the pick. And then with the Jets here, um, to me, this might be the pick that everybody's going to be like, whoa, for. Um, you know, they, they got the safe pick. They got their quarterback, which is their biggest need. Um, so I think this is where they can reach a little bit. And this is where I'm going to go fill their biggest hole here. And I think they're going to take the reach on Caleb Farley um, to get their stud cornerback that falls this low here. Um I have them thinking that, you know, he's going to recover from his uh, surgery and he's going to be the cornerback that he's promised to be and fill that gap at cornerback. It would be a typical Jets move to take a guy with a bad back, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
you think it's crazy if he goes in the yeah. first round with that injury or you know I think I think a, a cornerback a team that has a corner that need that that second quarter like for instance I could see us moving back into the first as he's still there at pick 32 and get him I I think his and talent let, is too good for him his talent is too good for him to slip out of the yeah. first in my opinion yeah yeah I agree yep. Awesome. And now we have my man Mike Sharp here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are definitely now in need of a certain position. Um, I'm interested to see because they've been letting people go left and right. There's people not being signed. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are in need of some major help. People retiring, people leaving, people not being resigned. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see where you go here. But Mike, you are on the board or on yeah, the clock, I should I, say. I was going to go Farley, to be honest. Um, do you want, yeah, do you want to go back to the main yeah. board? Um, they like CB, I think is a need for them. They could go offensive tackle running back. Uh, I just, with Najee Harris out, I don't know if I want to reach for a running back here. Um, you know, I might though. <laughs> <laughs> I might go Williams out of North Carolina. Woo! Ooh, I like it. I That's love it. Take. Love it's Lonnie like I, I'd North say it's, it's a bit of a reach, but at the same time, I think that fills a need they desperately need. And that and that I think that's I think that's the key word with the Steelers. Um, especially if you've seen from last year, you know, you like with the loss of Bud Dupree, you know, Edge might be a little bit of a need. Um, but they still have TJ Watt. You know, they have, you know, um, you know, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and all those guys in the back there. Yeah. It was a glaring hole in their offense, not having a true running game. Um, so I'm with you right here. You know, it might be a little bit of reach, but desperate needs comes from desperate measures, right? Yeah. So they, they have enough Williams. They have enough high skilled players at certain positions that can like encompass a couple bad players, mm-hmm. but not at running back. They don't have that. They need that. And yeah, Javante Williams looks pretty good. I'll take him over really at Tn every every day. Wow, him and uh, him and Horn are actually my two favorite players in the draft. Yeah, I even I even like Carter, man. Carter from North Carolina too. His um his, his dual headed running back partner there. He's nasty. Yeah, too. yeah. He yeah, he, he he's a little underrated actually. It's yeah. kind of a it's kind of a Chubb uh, Sony Michelle situation where they're both Facts. like really good. Just not in the same kind of conference, but. And then we have uh, now, yeah, that's a great pick, Sharp. I, I love the pick. I love the mentality behind the pick too as well. Uh, but now we have the GM of the Jacksonville with the back, the back-to-back Jaguars picks. So he's the one that drafted Trevor Lawrence, and he could have went someone else, but you know, he I think he would have got he got, he would got the riots and the pitchforks out of Jacksonville. Uh, so Urban Meyer, man, you're 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 on the clock. Um. I think that I think that I think the Jaguars here. I think they're gonna go. I think we're gonna go ahead and give Trevor Lawrence a weapon. We're gonna go with Elijah Moore. Love him. Okay. We're gonna go ahead and give him a weapon here. See what happens. He had uh, he had almost twelve hundred yards in eight games. You know they they somebody opposite of they lost Keelan Cole. 
in free agency, no, Cody? Yeah, he went to the Jets. He went to the Jets. So what what do you got there? DJ Chark. Um, Conley. Yeah, Conley. Uh, Chenault. Shin Chenault. Who's who uh, yeah, we'll see. I think I think one more weapon would be nice for for, for oh, they, got Mar- they got Marvin Jones too. Oh geez. Remember the Jags? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But whatever. We're gonna go with that anyway. Honestly, I yeah. love that pick, man. You you can never give a rookie quarterback that's supposed to have this much promise too many weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. This go guns blazing. Screw it. Bump it. Let's just do it. <laughs> they're gonna be behind. Yeah. They're gonna be behind in a lot of games, I'd assume. The Jaguars, so they're gonna be slinging the rock anyway. So, might as well uh, load up on wide receivers. Well, yeah, and the other thing is too, if you really like a receiver here and you want Trevor Lawrence, obviously, to be your quarterback of the future, a lot of these other guys are probably not gonna be there for the foreseeable future. This yeah. guy's gonna be here for five years, right? So, yeah, yeah. build that chemistry yeah. now. You, I said you, you got both of them for five years because they're both yeah. in the first round. So yeah, exactly. No, I love it. I like the pick. I love the pick. And now we have. Oh, this is interesting because uh, a lot of our a lot of the draft picks is going to be from rival teams and stuff. So we got now Cody with the Cleveland Browns. So I'm interested to see where you're going to be going here. Yeah. Right ahead of the Baltimore pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, which sucks, but. Uh... Which I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Zayvon Collins. I think they really need a linebacker. Um, he can play off the ball. He can play blitz. He had in eight games last year for Tulsa. He had I think it was four sacks and four picks, and he had two forced fumbles. So I mean, this guy plays really fast, and he is a bit of a. I don't I guess you wouldn't call him like a ball hawk, but he he gets takeaways, and that's what you need to win in the NFL. Love it, almost like an Isaiah Simmons kind of player, right? Long, yeah. he's getting uh, he's getting rave reviews too. Like, he might go a bit higher in this draft. Yeah, I think the two teams I can see the other team I can maybe see taking Zavin is uh, maybe uh, Washington too. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I like it. Can, can, wait, time out. Can we just pause before we go into this next pick? We're at pick number 27, right. Look at the talent that's still out there, boys. This draft is absolutely oh, yeah. loaded. Mm-hmm. Majorly Lots deep. Of talent there. Super, like, super like, loaded. Honestly, it's, just, it's almost similar to last year. Like last year's three rounds deep of solid, solid players. It's going to be the exact same thing this year. I remember yeah, last if you, year. Like, if you have dra- second round. Yeah, if you have draft, draft capital this year, then perfect. So, Braden, yeah. um, great question. Are, are you talking about the Cleveland Browns tight end or Hooper. the Ravens tight end? I got Hooper, the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Or he might be talking about Jacksonville's tight end with the weapons. Oh. There's there's no tight end you take here anyways. No, yeah. There's not a tight the, – then that's, a, that's the craziest thing that we were talking about with, um, with Pitts there is that this is the reason why he is – arguably top, probably number one talented in the draft because his position distance from him versus the next tight end is such a huge gap. It's not even funny. Like, yeah. like it's ridiculous how big of the spread is. Like it is, it's just insane. Like there's a glaring, glaring difference where, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, you know, you have the Zach Wilson's, the Justin Fields that are like on his coattail kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So next up Cody, I got the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think this is uh again, I think this is an easy pick. Um, you know, it shouldn't even take that long. It, it should be almost a hand in pick right now. Um, you guys got Sammy Watkins. Um, you guys need to give the offense a little bit more weapons. Give Hollywood, Watkins, Mark Andrews, and now you're gonna get your possession wide receiver, a guy that can be physical, he could take to the house if you need to, but it's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. This guy seems like he has the talent to be exactly what you guys need. Um, you guys need that third down and five, that third down and four. Um, you know, they're going to be stacking the box on Lamar. Assuming his run, you guys give it to him and be one of those trustable, reliable receivers that if Andrew's really covered, you know, you can go to him. So I love the pick. Rashad Bateman at 27. I think it's a home run yeah. pick for you guys. Yeah, I think two episodes ago I, I said in the first round and I want to draft Rashad Bateman. That's what I want us to do, so I'm cool with it. If yeah. he's there, I don't think he'll be there. But if he were, then yeah, hand it in. 100%. This locked in. No, you don't need any time for it. <laughs> and you're going through. But uh, now we have my man Mike Sharp with NOLA, New Orleans Saints. And this is going to be another mm-hmm. interesting pick too uh, because we have no more Drew Brees. We have Jameis. We have Taysom. We have the changes that they've all made and the new basically team it's going to be. Um, so I'm interested <laughs> to see what this is going up. Yeah, I I honestly really wanted to go Bateman here because um, I think you need to give whatever quarterback there's going to be as much weapons as possible, right? But uh, I, I want to go receiver, but at the same time, they do have other needs. I'm going to go uh, – mm, I don't know. This is a tough one. You know what? I'm going to go Owasu. Linebacker from uh, from Notre Dame. That's a great pick. I wanted to go offensive side of the ball really badly, but I think this pick is just if he's there, I think it's a home run for the Saints. Ham Demario Davis. Oh my God. <laughs> I like that nice. pick a lot, shirt. It is great value, man. Just for what for what he is to be at twenty eight, man. That is like just ridiculously good value. No doubt. No, oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. The boys are drafting. The GMs are out tonight. All right. So now we have back up to Joel cycling through with Mr. Aaron Rodgers' team, the Cheeseheads, the Green Bay Packers at pick number 29. Joel, who are you going here at this pick? I want to go. Jeez, I want to go wide receiver, but the Packers never go wide oh, receiver. You're not, you're not gonna do it. Oh no, <laughs> you're not gonna help Aaron. <laughs> he don't need no help. He could he could throw to himself. <clears throat> um, I want to really bad, but history shows that the Packers don't. Maybe they do this year, but uh, they need help at corner too. I'm gonna go Greg Newsom, the second, the speedster, okay. the four two seven. Was it four two seven? It was really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it four was. two whatever. It's four two fast. <laughs> Even though it's unofficially clocked, like a lot of these guys, and hasn't to me hasn't seemed like a lot of these clocks. Even though they're unofficial, there's been a lot of high four twos, low four threes this year compared to normally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now is, is is that because like is it, is it GPS readings that they're using now that kind of does it like more like satellite view or is it just people just mistiming it wrong? What what do you guys think? I don't. Don't they do like a laser finish or is that just for the combine? 
I know for the combine yeah. they use. It. I don't know if they do it for these pro days and stuff. Yeah, it could just be a coach and a stopwatch. Who knows? <laughs> every every year, it seems like guys get stronger, faster. It just might be that year where you just see guys start catching, start start beating the old records. You know, yeah. just speed absolute freaks. <laughs> just completely freaks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So now we have do we do have Cody with the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia is on the board. Do not use them or they might jump this to the table. This is a hard pick because I was actually uh, – Sharp took him. I was going to take Javante Williams here. I thought he would really fit into that team well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I want to take Ojolari or away because I really think that they deserve to go in the first round, at least Ojolari. Um, but uh, – I'm gonna go Etienne here. I don't even. This is the only pick I made oh! that I don't love. So oh! I, I really don't think that Singletary is very good for one. Uh, Zach Moss was hurt. What all season? Like not all season, but I mean he was hurt the vast majority of the year. I think the only thing is I'm pretty sure they both went in the third round. So they've already used third round picks on Singletary and Moss, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, can you imagine uh, getting Josh Allen with a guy that can receive the ball like Etienne? He's shown he's fast. I think, I think it's, I don't really think they need a wide receiver as much as they need a running back. Um, like I said, I was tempted to take edge, but I'm going to take Etienne a little bit reluctantly, but I think it's an okay pick for them. <laughs> yeah. I was Etienne from Clemson. Trevor I mean- Lawrence, boy. I mean, if I was going to take Javante Williams here, it's hard for me to debate that I can't take Etienne here also because, if anything, yeah. he's higher on most people's draft boards. So it's kind of – I think uh, – me, me personally, I think Etienne's better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think either way, the the Bills really do need a running – a good running back. They have running backs, but I don't – I personally don't really think they have a quote-unquote good one at the moment. Ooh, shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Bill's Mafia jumping through tables. How dare you diss their boys? (laughs) I don't mind Singletary, but I don't don't know. Yeah, I'll go at the end. All right, all right. Interesting. And now we have me. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm up for this pick. Let's help out your idols. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) So I have Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And hmm. I know who I'll pick here. And I'm, I think there's going to just strengthen up that linebacker position. And I think it's more going to be almost like – or do they can go edge too if they really wanted to. Partner over Chris Jones and them, but – Honestly, I think they're going to go linebacker, and I think they will go Jameen Davis. Um, they they do need offensive linemen losing what they lost, but to me, I just don't see any more offensive linemen to take at this high. Um, there yeah. is Eichenberg, but I think he's more of a second-round, mid-second-round pick. Um, he is a beast, a smart player. He mauls guys, but I think – someone like that would go in the second round pick. I do think they're going to go Jameen Davis, uh, Kentucky, strengthen up that linebacker core um, and just give them a little bit more play room. So Jameen Davis is going to be my draft for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Another guy that would have been all right would have been uh, Dickerson. 
because I think yeah. they could go they could go center, but Dickerson can play guard too if they wanted to go all line. But yeah. like, Dick, yeah, like, like Dickerson could play center Jamin, in the draft, but um, yeah, it'd be almost like a Jamin, project to swing him out to guard. But there's some good. Uh, I love Jamin Davis. There's some good centers in this draw, draft throughout the second and third rounds. There's actually a number of them, so that's uh, yeah something I love because we need one. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like that last year. Like there was some centers to like to be had because yeah. I think it was fourth round last year we traded up to get uh, Biotish out of Wisconsin, and like he was an unreal center all year. I don't know why he was a fourth round pick, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of centers to be had if you really – it just seems like it's not a pick that people like to think about as much. Yeah. I know that Creed Humphrey, a lot of people are pretty high on him too. Yeah, he's pretty good. 100%. And now wrapping up with the final pick in the Pigskin Panel 2021 Mock Draft, we have Mike Sharp with the Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sharp – you are on. No, wait, time out. This is awesome because Sharp dressed up as Bruce Arians, the one podcast. So it's only fitting that <laughs> he's <laughs> that he That's has true. his traffic. Um, I this is very easy for me. The fact that this guy's still on the board is beyond me. And if he falls to the Bucks, that's ridiculous. But it's uh, it's Aziz Oljilari for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, to add an edge guy like that to that defense is actually sickening. <laughs> yeah. Sickening. That would be ridiculous <laughs> with him, <laughs> this Devin White, and all those guys, man, that defense already. Oh, and, I, and I think that's where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are super scary coming into this season just because they, didn't they lose anyone. Back. And now they just add whatever they need to. Like yeah. BPA, whatever's BPA out there, they'll just take it, whatever. Cool. Like <laughs> they, have, they have no needs going into this draft. We'll just take whoever slips to us. Yeah. And in this so, case, it was Oshilari. Yeah, which is, uh, I guess you will take it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have to take Oshilari. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, going, oh, was that Cody? I was going to say, it shows, like you said earlier, how deep this uh, draft class is. I guess we took three running backs in the first round, which might – may or may not happen but still like guys like christian barmore weren't even picked in, in our draft which is crazy yeah. like it, it shows how deep the draft is 100 like i said man this is gonna be crazy it's gonna be a crazy draft this year i cannot wait um only 17 more days so super pumped about that but just as a draft recap here this is our first round draft mock we have the jacksonville jaguars taking trevor lawrence we have the new york jets taking zach wilson the San Francisco 49ers getting their quarterback, Justin Fields. We had the Atlanta Falcons choosing Kyle Pitts. The Cincinnati Bengals grabbing Panay Sewell. We have Miami Dolphins at six getting Jamar Chase. Detroit Lions at pick seven getting Devontae Smith. Carolina Panthers getting Rashawn Slater. The Denver Broncos at pick nine getting Micah Parsons. Dallas Cowboys getting a cornerback at pick 10, Patrick Satan. New York Giants at pick 11 getting edge rusher Gregory Rosu. Yeah, pick 12, the Philadelphia Eagles get their wide receiver in Jalen Waddell. Pick 13, Hated Los that. Angeles Chargers. What's that? Hated that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, Sharp, man. 
I'll give you a hug. Uh, we have Los Angeles Chargers getting Christian Darisar. Uh, we have pick 14. We have the Minnesota Vikings getting their edge rusher and Jalen Phillips. We have pick 15. New England Patriots getting their quarterback of the future, Trey Lance. We have pick 16. The Arizona Cardinals getting their cornerback, J.C. Horn, as a replacement for Pat Pete. We have pick 17. The Las Vegas Raiders getting Elijah Vera Tucker to replace that offensive lineman. We have pick 18, the Miami Dolphins getting their running back, Najee Harris. Joel is celebrating with that. We have pick 19, the Washington on here, the Washington, Washington, but it's the Washington football team getting offensive lineman, Kevin <laughs> Jenkins. We have pick 20, the Chicago Bears getting their quarterback of the future. As Mike Sharp says, it is Trubisky 2.0, Mac Jones. We have pick number 21, Indianapolis Colts get Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Then we have pick number 22, the Tennessee Titans give Derrick Henry some more support with Jalen Mayfield. We have pick number 23, the New York Jets getting Caleb Fairley. We have pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Potential steal. Potential steal. That could be the that could be the steal of the draft for the first round. But we have pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers getting their running back of the future, Devontae Williams out of North Carolina. Pick 25, we have Jacksonville back up, getting their second wide receiver to pair up in this offseason, Elijah Moore. We have pick number 26, the Cleveland Browns getting Saban Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. Pick number 27, we have the Baltimore Ravens getting Rashad Bateman, getting that wide receiver for the Flock Gang. We have 28, we have New Orleans Saints getting Jeremiah Owosu Kamora out of Notre Dame, the linebacker, to bolster up with that insane defense already. We have pick number 29, the Green Bay Packers do not go wide receiver to help out Aaron Rodgers. They go cornerback with Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. We have pick number 30 to the Buffalo Bills. They go running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Then we have pick number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs, getting linebacker Jameen Davis out of Kentucky. And the Super Bowl champions, pick number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, get an absolute steal at edge, Aziz Ojolari. And that, my friends, is the pickskin panel 2021 NFL mock draft. Fellas, what do you guys think about this draft? Yeah, not bad, actually. I, I was expecting a little bit worse, but um, <laughs> honestly, it came together pretty nicely, I think. A couple of yeah, rounds, maybe, but. We got a, I think we all have a feeling that there's going to be a couple of trades potentially in this first round, especially with pick number four, which could alter the entire draft right off yeah. the hop. So. Like obviously, yeah. realistically, Lance and Jones are not falling that far. Yeah, there's nothing do, we can do about it. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. If they do, yeah. they must have had a a gas mask on their face on draft day. Oh no, Laramie Tunsil, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. In a couple of years, you might get four first round picks for him. So yeah, I can't say much. It worked out for the Dolphins. So. <laughs> Billy OB. <laughs> the Dolphins yeah, fans forever will love Billy OB. Oh yeah. They're gonna make there a statue of him. There weren't really any there weren't really any picks that were too crazy to be honest. I think the draft taken into the consideration that we couldn't trade actually was pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you said, like, you know, this is a draft, the NFL mock draft that was doing with no trades, guys. So if, you, if you're watching this, it's like, what the hell are these guys smoking? Hey, yeah. Just relax. <laughs> There's no trades going on yeah. in this draft. So is this a straight up, if, 
if there's no trades available possible, this is how we think the, the board will fall. Should toss that in the title. No yeah, yeah. trades. No <laughs> trades. <laughs> All of a sudden, we get like a thousand dislikes for basically the Adam Rank. <laughs> the Chris awesome. Sims. Yeah, the Chris Sims. Whoa, Zach Wilson over Chilaw. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> hey, I guess you never want to work as an NFL GM because that take is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if that but if that actually happens, I'm falling out of my seat. I might eat my shoe. I I, I possibly could eat my shoe if Trevor Lawrence yep. doesn't get picked oh, first overall. Start up it the barbecue. Happening. It ain't happening. Even in a, even in a even in a year like uh, like this year with the COVID year, don't it, there's been some weird shit happening, but that is not going to be one of them. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like already, Trevor Lawrence has the Jets, uh, not the Jets. Sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars playbook, and already studying it. So it's safe to say that he's going to go to Jacksonville unless I don't know. Like you said, someone catches COVID, you know, head and all messes up, and they slip in the wrong slip. But uh, it, <laughs> that's the only be. way it's going to happen. It can't be a difficult playbook because the Jaguars are always playing from behind. It's probably just a whole bunch of go routes. Oh God, four verticals. Urban, Hail Mary! On it's Madden. Urban Meyer's playbook now, though. It's just that Hail Mary true. after Hail That's Mary true. after Hail Mary. Yeah, but um, before we wrap this up, guys, though, I just want to want to go around just to see, give you guys final thoughts about the podcast, about the fans, about anything that's going on with the Pacecan panel. We would definitely start off always with my man Mike Sharp. No, it's uh, it was fun tonight. It was pretty fun seeing uh, everyone draft af- after each other and adjust accordingly. And uh, definitely hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and watch us in the future. Love it, love it, and Cody. Yeah, who knows what the draft will bring? Every year something happens that's crazy. So I'm I'm sure that going into the draft, we'll think one thing's going to happen, and it'll be the complete opposite. Um, but it was fun doing this mock, even though we couldn't trade and, uh, yeah, just like, and subscribe and any interaction is, uh, also appreciated. Love it. Love it. And then Joel. Uh, yeah, you know, I, this is the first mock that I've fully completed this year. Maybe who knows in a future episode before the draft, maybe we'll relook at it just quickly, just like a faster version maybe. And, because you never know, there might be a trade that happens uh, from now until the beginning of the draft, not even just on, on day one. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to have trades involved. Uh, but, yeah, don't, don't if you're looking at it going, oh, no, this is crazy, like we said, don't worry. We know those, some of those quarterbacks ain't going to be dropping all the way down that low. No, love it, love it. And if you, if you guys do want to see us do a one with trades, definitely – donate to us on our GoFundMe account. <laughs> that way we get the PFF. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding, though. But uh, honestly, guys, if you do enjoy our content, as always, um, you know, definitely you want to make sure give us a like, share it to all your other football friends. And again, definitely hit that subscribe button or that download button on the Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Um, that way you're always connected when we do fun things like this. Uh, you know, be able to engage with us in the comment sections. Uh, but also, if you guys, I do want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys want us to draft, I mean, to watch the draft live with you guys? If so, definitely hit us up in the comment section saying, hey, do a live stream. Um, and then we will basically have all four of us on on stream together in the draft. Um, you'd be able to get our natural reaction to all the picks, 
We might be having people fall out their seats, might be crawling on the floor on some picks. Uh, so I definitely think it'll be fun. So if you definitely want to see that, definitely like this video and definitely put it in the comment section below. Uh, we do want to give a big shout out to Fair all of our fans. Warning, I may be polluted by the end of the first round. <laughs> Fair yeah, warning. Sharp, Sharp will be going from 6.8s to 14 percenters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have a, a comment in the comment section. Braden saying, who do you think will be trading in the first round? Um, for New me, England. I, New England will be trading yeah. in the first round uh, for sure to get their quarterback. I think that will drop. And it, I think that will be either with the Panthers um, or the Broncos, at eight or nine, uh, depending on where the quarterbacks fall. Definitely Atlanta is going to be trading out of the fourth spot. Um, again, depending on who's going to be taking that out of there. Um, and we might see some little little trades, uh, whether yeah. people be trading from the second um, going back into the first to get key players that they they really like. Um, I really might be seeing. I those. really don't think Pace can do another first round trade. I really don't no. think he can do it. No, I don't. I don't, I don't see Pace doing it either. Uh, but the one of the couple couple things we might be seeing is those trades or those little trades, like you know, pick sixteen for fourteen type of thing. Those little trades just to get maybe get the yeah. wide receiver they're looking for. Um, or even just those pick spots where someone's going from 18 to 19 or vice versa kind of thing. Um, so I think those deeper round picks or we might see a little bit of a little bit of draft swapping, you know, and those those would be like for six fifth round picks um, type of deals. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, that's what I think. I don't know if you guys think the same thing or. Uh, yeah, it could happen. If, if you really like a guy that's three spots ahead, then you, I can see it happening. Well, for think, sure. For sure. I think that. I think the the Ravens pick late and they love picks. I can see them trading back even out of yeah. the first round, picking up an extra second yeah. round pick. And I can see I can see a team like the Washington football team too. If uh, Mac Jones is there, like say your Trey Lance is gone, like say if the Patriots trade up get Trey Lance, I can see the Washington football team making a making a big jump to get uh, their quarterback for the future too, and like a Mac Jones type of thing. Yeah, good call. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely awesome guys. Well, again. Everybody in the comment section that watches us live, posts, uh, we do see you guys liking our Facebook page. I believe, guys, we're at, what, 250 on our Facebook page or 200? I know we reached one of the milestones just as late. So definitely want to just show our love to you guys. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. It's super cool. It's a fun idea that we thought of, and we're we're just super shocked to see the love and support in this, the growth that we've already made in this short period of time. Uh, This is super fun. We love just doing this uh, with you guys as the fans. Um, And, again, always just drop comments in the comment section. No telling us what you guys want to see, right? We're definitely here for the fans. We definitely want to talk about things that are relevant to you guys. Uh, so if you guys want to hear more, you know, more, whether it be more draft news, whether it be more who is our fancy hot takes, who do you think or, or want to see who do you think is going to be in the playoffs next year, our early hot takes, definitely drop down in the comment section. Uh, make sure you do follow us on all of our socials. Like I said, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and I think that's it. Uh, so definitely, oh, and then, of course, YouTube there. So definitely follow us there. Um, again, Converse with with Cody, man. Cody's looking to have some interaction on Twitter. He wants to do some polls. He wants to get. He wants to stir up some beef and commotion. Uh, so definitely follow him on Twitter. Definitely interact with him there. Uh, but other than that, guys, this has been our 2021 NFL mock draft from the Pigskin panel. Again, things can be changing. This is just what we think without trades. Again, without trades. Uh, but until next time, this has been your host AJ Labner with my brothers Mike Sharp, Cody McGuire, and Joel Braga. Until next time, guys. Catch you later. Peace out. Doses.